0: You're listening to Campus Review Radio.
1: Welcome to Campus Review and it's Gemma Purvis here and I am speaking to the Director of the South Australian Law Reform Institute, Professor John Williams. Hi John, thanks for joining us on Campus Review. Great pleasure. Now, a very interesting report has just been released today. It is stage one, isn't it, of a two-part report that you will be, the Institute will be releasing regarding provocation?
0: That's correct. So uh, a couple of years ago, less than two years ago, the South Australian government asked the Law Reform Institute to look at laws in South Australia that had a discriminatory effect upon the LGBTIQ community. And in our initial audit report, we found that over 140 laws uh, had an impact or a disparate impact on that community, everything from reproductive uh, technology through to uh, registered partnership. And provocation is probably one of the most well-known ones with the so-called gay panic or sort of uh, you know, um, uh, homosexual advance. And so this uh, this paper is the first step in addressing that question.
1: And one of the issues, I guess, with the uh, this rather outdated law is, it's been used for a lot of different purposes, hasn't it?
0: Well, I think I think that's a good way of saying it. So, provocation, as you'd expect, has an ancient history. In the sixteen hundreds and seventeen hundreds, it's a defence in the UK. It's a partial defence against murder. It's based on the idea that uh, people will kill uh, or will kill in a state of temporary loss of control, so they go berserk. But, of course, it usually has a notion of honour and and an ability to defend yourself because you're honour. Now, I think today we expect people to be much more in control. And whilst this idea of capability, we we expect people to be capable, to be held to account for their actions. So as a partial defense. It really has an ancient history, but one which today looks a bit strange.
1: I mean, you say honor, which is slightly ironic because I think most of us would agree that there's nothing honorable about taking another human life.
0: Absolutely. And so whilst it's come into... prominence, I think, in as a sort of a homosexual advance or the gay panic, uh, we, we should also be aware that as a, as a defence provocation, I mean, it exists in a number of settings. So we know, unfortunately, a blight on our community is that men kill their female intimate partners in response to, to an actual perceived infidelity. That's where we also see this idea that someone snaps and kills their partner. Men are also killed, as we know, because of a a homosexual advance, a non-violent homosexual advance. But also, we also have a feel that women... Uh, in abusive relationships, will at some point um, uh, uh, kill their spouse because of their, the psychological damage and the physical damage that is being done to them. So, it, it's a we believe from our review that we're finding that provocation, whilst there is one element that people talk about, we do know that it has a, a probably a disparate impact on women, and it's it's women who in fact are the victims here, and victim blaming is part of the whole provocation defence.
1: Okay. And as we mentioned at the start of the interview, this is stage one of a two-stage report. So you aren't recommended that any changes be made at this moment in time, are you?
0: So what we've recommended is that there needs to be more work done. So one of the options we we did consider was whether or not we just excise the notion that a uh, homosexual advance should not give rise to provocation defence. So that's one way of doing it. But we know this is multiple uh and it's a very complex area and why in one sense why would you privilege that so our second stage is to ask the bigger question should we consider our provocation uh, abolition as other states have done in its entirety and not just excise one element of it and but we have recommended in this report that we should very much strengthen the defense around family violence and i think one of the concerns about losing provocation is for those women who may actually use it the truth is i think uh, we've come to the view that that should be better dealt with in self-defense and we should have ideas of family violence taking into account psychological um, torment as well as uh, issues of timeliness because you know women uh, in these situations don't react immediately they may be uh, having to take it's not in the moment that they do it it may be at a later stage and there's some terrible examples of that
1: Absolutely. Well, I any kind of domestic violence, and it's not always men or women, of course, though it is predominantly male and female violence. But, as you say, it builds up to that, doesn't it? It rarely happens after the first occurrence of violence.
0: That's right. And, you know, as I said, you know... Uh What we need to do is confront that, and I think our report says that we should have, as the Victorians have done, getting a greater understanding of self-defence. We should think about sentencing, but uh, our report also suggests we need to think of provocation in the round and not just in particular categories.
1: And I guess just to wrap it up, we should probably clarify as well that when you say partial defence, it means that, of course, it downgrades, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that you can use that as your defence in its entirety. It simply means that instead of it, say, being murder, it could perhaps be reduced to manslaughter.
0: That, that's correct. And I, I should say there's one... Um... So it is a partial defence. There's one element here in South Australia which exists in other places, of course, and that is when you have mandatory sentencing of mandatory 20 years for life, Um, one of the reasons to keep the defence is so we don't have these people locked into mandatory sentences of 20 years. So that's why we're suggesting sentencing is a better uh, approach to this thing and self-defence rather than, as you say, having people making these choices of stepping it down to manslaughter.
1: Okay. Well, thanks very much for joining us here on Campus Review and we look forward to seeing the stage two of the report. Great pleasure.